This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 111 for Saturday, April the 6th, 2013. It's still Saturday. I think so. Oh, good. It's still Saturday. For some reason, I thought it was Sunday already, and that's just disappointing. No, I mean, it's obviously unusual for us to record on a Saturday, but there's a very good reason for it this time. What is it? That is that we are recording live again. Live. It's very, very fun. We've got people listening right now. And uh, this is the second time we've done this, so uh, hopefully it goes as well as it did the first time. Well, it was fun the first time. It was definitely fun, and it it all worked out really, really well. I'm having fun so far. Good. Good for you. Uh, There's people in the Ustream chat room, uh, and and they're hanging out. I don't know how many are there now. I had to close the video because that'll just be far too distracting for me. Yep. Um, So what we're going to do today is the same as last time. We will be taking calls from people when we turn on the Skype. Did you go offline again? I'm not offline, no. Oh, okay. Should I go offline? uh, Well, you don't have to, but we're not going to take any calls right this second. Um, We have one person who we're sort of expecting to call in. He said he'd call in right around 5, so we'll see if that happens. If not, that's okay. All right, I just went offline. I'll go back online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Dave, friend of the show Dave said he might try to call in. He's busy today at a comic book event, so... Uh, we'll we'll see ask what him about that when he calls in. See what he's doing, yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, we will be taking calls from everybody who, who wants to get on and have their say, talk about various things. I've got a bunch of listener emails that I've uh, got ready to go here from the last week or so, in case we need them. If we get a lot of calls, we might just let it roll and see what people want to talk about. Yeah. That is the most fun. Uh, before we do that, though, today is a very special day, Jason. It really is. It is. It, I need to, as I always do, wish you, um, you know, a, an observance, a happy observance of, of a certain uh, day today. Yeah. And today is a fun one. It's International Pillow Fight Day. No kidding. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, you, you have know, pillows, right? I do. And my kids may be upstairs having a pillow fight right now. Oh, I don't, that'd be I don't fun. know. That'd be fun. Um, you can go to 2013.pillowfightday.com to find out information about pillow fights in cities around the world. It depends on the pillow, too, because there's a thing called pillow lava, which do not fight with that. That would be very dangerous. I've never heard of that, but don't fight with that. No way. You've never heard of pillow lava? I've heard of lava. Well, it's a, it's a kind of lava. It's just kind of looks like a pillow when it comes out of the ground. <laughs> All right. Don't well. fight with that. Fight with, uh, you know, bed pillows, bedding Yes. Filled with uh, some kind of stuffing that is uh, light and fluffy Foam. and does not cause injuries. Like, do not fill a pillowcase full of batteries, for example. Oh, not a good idea. <laughs> no. Not a good idea. Uh, well, here's some rules, though, for Pillow Fight Day. There is an event in Toronto where we are. It's at 8 p.m. tonight at 100 Queen Street West, in case anyone is local. You can go to the event and have a pillow fight. And here are the rules. Soft, feather-free pillows only. Swing lightly. Many people will be swinging at once. Uh, do not swing at people without pillows or with cameras. Uh, remove glasses beforehand. Oh, yeah. Deposit pillows in donation boxes or take them with you. And pajamas are welcome. Oh, good. So. <laughs> what, did, what, did you, what was the address? 600 Queen Street West? 100 Queen Street West. Oh, okay. That's Nathan Phillips Square, I believe, oh, okay, in good. Toronto. Well, I just thought maybe it was that place we saw um, uh, that movie one time. I forget what it was. Yeah. You're very specific. Thank <laughs> yes. you. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a great story, Jason. Thank you. All right. So it's Pillow Fight Day. Happy Pillow Fight Day, everyone. I highly recommend you go and have one. Um, 
but don't get hurt. Play it safe. Yeah. Play it safe. Light and fluffy pillows. All right. Take so, your glasses off, like they say. <laughs> and yeah, that's right. And pajamas are welcome. Uh, okay. So we also promised that we would announce the details of our hiatus contest this year, which is going to be running all summer long. And we sort of teased it last week on the podcast, but here we have all the details right now. We pre-announced. We pre-announced. This now, is the announcement. That's right. This is the actual announcement. Um, so here's the deal. This idea came from listener Adam on Facebook. A while back, he sent me a message and he said, I've got this really great idea for a writing contest, basically. And I, I loved it. So we've been talking a little bit over the you know interim and we've decided to launch it now and run it for the summer. So all of the credit for this idea goes to Adam. He, uh, he's been, you know, he's been really great. He's been helping me develop the idea and come up with it. And uh, he deserves all the credit. Excellent. <laughs> all the credit. Thanks, Adam. Um, he also has his own uh, little webcomic called Greenpeace Galactic Detective, which I, uh, which I wanted to uh, uh, mention, and I'll post a link to it on our Facebook page that sounds later. Sounds like fun. He's, it's, it's pretty neat, yeah, for sure. Um, so everyone go check that out. There will be a link there. But here are the details for the contest. What it is is essentially a creative writing contest, a short story contest. Cool. So we are going to ask people to send in short stories. And we will read them, maybe read them on the air if you're okay with that. Snippets. Snippets, yeah, maybe not the whole thing. Yeah. If you want to record an audio file of yourself reading it, that would be really cool. That would be cool. we could play some of that. Um, but we'll basically accept all the entries. And then at the premiere of season four, we'll choose our favorite, choose a winner, and, uh, and uh, you will win a fantastic fancy prize. A prize. Which we'll get into in a second. So here are the rules. All right. We're going to make it 1,000 words or less. That's a good length. So not very long, but not super short. Right. Like, you know, 100 words would be super short. 1,000 words, enough time to tell a story, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Entries must be emailed to us at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Um, we won't accept them any other way. You can include an audio file if I said, but it's totally not necessary and it doesn't affect your chances of winning whatsoever. Right. Um, so audio file would be cool. Audio file would be cool. The deadline for entries will be, uh, the Sunday before the season four premiere at 11.59 PM. So since we don't know the date of the season four premiere yet, uh, we can't, we can't announce an, a specific exact day yet. I can predict. I, I think it's going to be the 26th of October. All right. So what's the Sunday before that? Sunday before that is the 19th of October. All right. Well, we'll say that tentatively, just in case AMC does something different than what you are guessing. Yeah, they might move it to a Tuesday night. You never know. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. But we'll we'll see. Right now, it's seven days before the season four premiere. Yeah. So it'll be that Sunday, 11.59 p.m., and uh, that'll be the, the date. And it gives us about a week to figure out the winner because we will announce the winner on our podcast for the season four premiere, which will be the Monday right after it. That's going to be a lot of homework to read all those uh, short stories. Well, we don't have to read them all that week because we'll be getting them throughout the time. But it gives us a week to talk about it, figure it out, and, and, and choose true, a winner. True, <clears throat> um, So that will be the deadline. The winner, as I said, will be announced on our podcast for the season four premiere. Uh, all the stories will be considered by a panel of judges, including myself, Jason, and Adam, the listener who came up with this. Three-person three panel is a good idea. Exactly. If we have to vote, we won't end up in a stalemate. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. 
And after this podcast, sometime later tonight, I will post all these details on our website, uh, in, which will include a brief little disclaimer text that I'm hoping everyone will include with their submission. Nothing major, just to say, you know, this is my submission, it's for the contest, and we don't claim any ownership on any of the, the writing that's submitted. Right. Because we don't want it. We just want to have a fun contest. Yeah. So that's it. A thousand words or less, creative writing short story contest. In terms of content for the story, we talked about different ways of, of directing people or sort of themes for stories or whatever, and we don't actually want to narrow it down that much um, because, you know, this is all about The Walking Dead. I think zombie-related, post-apocalyptic, that kind of stuff would be cool, yeah. but we didn't actually really want to narrow it down too much. Right. So it could be in the Walking Dead universe, either the, the TV or the comic book. Mm -hmm. It could be in an entirely different universe, like make up your own rules. Uh, it could be about zombies. It could be about uh, post-apocalyptic life, not including zombies. Uh, you could put a lich in there if you wanted. You could put in uh, lich con liches controlling dinosaurs, anything you wanted. Uh, so there's no, there's no limit. You know, you could write about uh, fairies and fluffy bunnies if you really wanted. I don't see why not, yeah. really. Uh, yeah, I mean, my first thought was like, let's make this Walking Dead related. But you know what? It'll be more interesting if we just open it up a bit, I think, yeah. and, and accept any kind of stories. So um, <clears throat> anyone, you know, you don't have to be a writer to do this. You just have to have an idea, put together a story and uh, send it in to us. So yeah. it should be pretty fun. You could have uh, characters from the comic book or the TV show if you wanted. Or yeah. completely different characters. Sure. Or have a story where, you know, maybe you have new characters that just interact with somebody briefly before, as yeah. they are on their way. So, you know, I might be inclined to tell the story of the horse that uh, Rick finds and eventually uh, rides into Atlanta and then the horse gets killed. You never know. You know I mean, they, the, the horse has a story. Absolutely. Every, everybody has a story, including animals. Just like <laughs> Bill in the uh, Lord of the Rings. That That's was right. their, their mule. His name was Bill. His name was Bill, and he uh, when he left them when they went into the mines of Moria, they had they turned Bill around and they said, "Look, we can't take you into these mines. You got to go." And then I believe Tolkien wrote, uh, "Bill had many adventures over a long time, and eventually made his way home." Or it also reminds me of the girl at the opening of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, who suddenly had a great idea of how to make the world a better place and everyone get along and like each other. But this is not her story, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So exactly. you know, everyone has a story. So that's why we didn't want to narrow it down too much. So hopefully that doesn't leave it too wide open and no one can focus. But yeah. but that's there's part lots of, of ideas. Part of the challenge. You I could think. write about the actors. Some of the actors that uh, are in the show, you could write about their uh, fictional story about them. That would be how weird. actual zombies attack a Walking Dead set. Yeah, yeah. See, why there's, not? There's all kinds of stuff out there you could write. All right. Well, let's tell people what the prize is. So, um, I mentioned this a long time ago. That friend of the show, Dave, who hasn't called yet, has he? Not yet. All right. Well, he is a comic book artist. He does a really cool comic called Stranger. Um, go look that up, and if you want. And he a while back did a really short one-off Daryl Dixon comic that, uh, if I remember correctly, takes place right before Daryl meets up with our our gang, mm -hmm. our, our uh, main you know group on the show. And he's printed out some, and we've had them sitting around for a while, and we want to give those away. So totally original, one-of-a-kind Daryl Dixon comic, full color, big prints, like three panels, would look really nice as a triptych on your wall, you know, that kind of thing. Triptych? So, 
Isn't that when you have a, a, a painting in three parts? I, I know not this term. All right. I believe that's what that means. So Pillow the, lava you learned. Triptych I learned. There you go. This is quite the podcast. It so really far. is. Um, that is going to be our, our main prize. It's that one-of-a-kind Daryl artwork, and uh, it will be yours to keep. We're also going to throw in a Talking Dead t-shirt because everyone needs a t-shirt. Everyone yeah. needs a Talking Dead t-shirt. And, uh, you know, I, I may add some other stuff to it as the summer goes on, sort of depending on what comes up. But uh, hopefully the um, the artwork is is enough incentive right there. I'll post pictures of it, but it's it's really, really cool. And and uh, everyone, big fans of Norman Reedus should, should want this. Oh, yeah. I think. So there you go. Uh, the Talking Dead Short Story Contest. We should have come up with a name for this contest. That sounds like the perfect name. The it's descriptive. It's short. It's uh, the Talking Dead Summer Slam Short Story. No, contest. no, too much. The, too much. The Talking Dead. <laughs> uh, what did you say the first time? Just the short story contest. There you go. The Talking Dead short story contest. <laughs> All right. I, I think maybe we need a name for it. Summer so. 2013. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. we can do a, another one next summer, and then we'll have to come up with a decent tagline for for it. This time it's personal. Right. You know, you write stories about us. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. There were these two idiots on the internet. <laughs> yeah. The It'd end. be a boring story. Yeah, really. All right. So hopefully that's going to be fun for everyone, and hopefully we'll get lots of entries. Uh, you know, not everyone is going to want to, I imagine, write something. And 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 I should say, too, if you want to enter and you don't want anyone to hear your, your uh, you don't want us to read it or you don't want it to be made public anyway, let me know and I'll totally respect that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not going to read anything without getting permission. Like, we're not going to put anything on the internet, read it on the air, anything. Yeah. Without uh, explicit permission to do so. Absolutely. It's it's your writing. It's your story. We just want to read it and we'll <laughs> give you a prize. We'll read it and give you stuff. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> give you stuff. Uh, all righty, Jason, why don't you turn on the Skype now? It's on. It's on. All right. So if anyone wants to give us a call and kick things off here, we, uh, we will accept all calls starting now. Um, and uh, that's that. So any calls? Not yet. There's a bit of a delay between when we talk oh, and right, when it goes right, out right, to the right. internet. So got it. we got to vamp for a little bit here. Let me, let me do this then. Um, anyone who wants to call, what you need to do is add The Talking Dead Podcast to Skype. We will... We got a call. All right. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, hi, uh, it's uh, Carl in uh, Birmingham. How you doing? <laughs> hi, good, yourself? Carl, good to hear from you. Did you, uh, you told me earlier that you weren't sure if you'd be able to make it because you needed to watch the show. Have you had a chance to? I did. I'm I'm about 20 minutes clear of uh, the finale, um, so, oh, wow. uh, so basically, uh, yeah, it's pretty fresh. <laughs> Just under the wire. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That is great. Uh, well, it's good. It, 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 it's good to hear from you, man. Um, it's it's uh, you didn't have a chance to call in the last time we did this because it was the middle of the night for you. That's right, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's weird because I've been uh, talking to you guys for so long in these kind of delayed conversations that uh, I feel like I've spoken to you. But uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> in, for anyone listening, uh, Carl, I think, is the first person to ever email us when we started this podcast. Oh, that's excellent. Um, way back in 2009. So uh, it's he's been he's been part of this whole thing for a long time. But Carl, tell us what you thought of the finale. 
Uh, yeah, when I say I'm 20 minutes clear, I think I'm uh, I'm 20 minutes uh, sort of free of the pain. Uh, I've, I've got to be honest, I I was oh man, I was so disappointed. Um, obviously, I haven't had a chance to listen to your uh, your show from last week because uh, with with the near week delay, I, I don't actually know what you guys thought of it. So so I'm kind of going in blind. But uh, um, yeah, I was oh, oh dear, I was really <laughs> really really disappointed. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> what, to, so what do you guys think? Yeah. So uh, we did our show, of course, last week. Um, I was not a huge fan of it either. I thought there was some good stuff in there, um, mm. but in a, in a big way, it was uh, a bit of a letdown. I think I said that for the first time, uh, you know, since we've been since we've been watching this show since it started, it kind it to me it felt like it didn't really pay off anything that it was building up towards. Um, you know, the Sophia coming out of the barn was a great payoff. Yeah. The end of season two yeah. with the bar- with the farm attack and the big uh, barn fire was a great payoff. Um, yeah, but great. season three uh, felt like it just kind of fizzled out rather than paid off in a big way. And yeah. it, it let me down a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think the, um, uh, the, the kind of last couple of episodes had actually pulled my expectations back up again. I thought there were a couple of really strong, uh, the last two or three episodes were really quite strong. And then, so I was expecting big things from this. And then, uh, but but I think, I don't know, you guys have made the point in, in your show as well. That it did feel also in a way though that it's kind of treaded water. So although the, um, the episodes were good, it wasn't really moving things forward. And uh, when it did move forward, it just kind of, like you say, it just fizzled out. There wasn't really anything to it. I think it was also just the way they handled some of it as well. Like the attack on the the prison was such a anticlimax. It was just the kind of shots and zombies went in. There's a bit of gunfire. Nobody died, and they all left. It was it was just so. It just felt really random. And uh, yeah, I mean the ending. Um, I, I I was actually shocked when the credits came up. I got to be honest. I was sat there. Um, I I just paused it actually. I had to go off and do something in the kitchen, and then I came back, and it was like the shot of Rick looking up towards the uh, the balcony. And I sat back down with my wife and said, right, uh, you know, something big's got to happen in the next few minutes. Press play, and literally about ten seconds later, the episode ended. And I was like, done. Yeah. Oh man, seriously, that was it. So um, yeah, I mean, wh- what about the governor? Do you think? Is, he, is the plan that he's coming back in season four? Or? Yeah, well, news came out almost the day after that uh, he's been added as a series regular for season four, along with a couple of right. other characters. So it doesn't sound like he's gone that far. Uh, he, sh- right. he should be back. But, you know, we don't really know in what capacity because we're we're sort of out of comic book territory here and and we're going into <laughs> something totally new. So who knows what could happen? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're way out in the wastelands now. I mean, <laughs> you know, but with with the governor, I just wish something more happened. Just having him drive away like that, and uh, yeah. obviously the scene where he killed everybody and he killed all of his his uh, Woodbury people was shocking and horrific. And you know, I yeah. mean, that's obviously pretty crazy. But um, it just yeah, I just feel like. There was it was a it was a payoff to no build up right you didn't see that coming they they build up to all this other stuff with this war and so on and then none of that really played out and instead we got this other scene which if in in and of itself it's pretty horrific but I I didn't feel like it was sort of related to anything else other than just the governor is finally totally 
batshit crazy. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. finally uh, paid off that, that he is like completely insane. I have no idea w- which way they're going to go next uh, next year. The only thing I can think of is either A, they have a there's a backup town that he's also the governor of that uh, <laughs> maybe will be a threat, or he's got uh, a bunch of, uh, like a tanker truck like in Road Warrior. <laughs> They'll come plowing through the prison uh, and try and shoot up or blow up that place now. I, I have no idea, but... It's uh, it was very lackluster the way he just kind of got a car and drove away. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of the yeah. problem. Yeah. It felt like shock for shock's sake. I think that scene, and uh, like you say, it just didn't didn't really go anywhere. I mean, I, I expected that's why I thought there was a few minutes left because I thought at the very least the three guys were just going to suddenly like open fire and gun loads of people down and then it would be a cliffhanger or something. But, but no. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I think the biggest surprise of all was um, why why would the people leave Woodbury to go and live in that prison? What was that all about? <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, in some ways, a prison might be easier to defend, but there's so fewer, so much fewer supplies, you'd think, and things like that. I, they're yeah. going to have to move it all over anyways. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for calling. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to speak to you guys properly. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, there'll be more of these. Yeah, for sure. Totally. We It's fun to do these live ones, so we'll do more for sure. But yeah, thanks for calling, Carl. Good to talk to you. And I uh, hope it's not too late where you are. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, half ten. All right. Oh, good. (laughs) Excellent. Have a good night. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay, so I do have uh, an email here from Paul in Australia. He he wrote in some predictions for season four. So I thought, you know, Carl's uh, question there kind of led well into here. So let's, Paul had this to say. He said, the prison, we see the prison refortified and repaired and other cells becoming homely. In the first episode of season three, Herschel talked about growing crops in the front yard as the soil was good. I expect we'll see a bumper crop growing and being harvested by the former Woodburyans. Some of the older residents may have sewn new clothes and could be the cooks of all the food they have. Life is happy and peaceful. And then Woodbury, deserted and overrun by zombies. The governor flees and joins up with Randall's group of thugs and criminals. This horde of bad guys return to the prison, see that it's become a paradise, and take it over and kill them all again. The season finale sees the governor killed and all the bad guys, along with all the Woodburyans, while Rick and his original group escape in different directions but converge at Herschel's farm. Well, there you go. So there, the whole season. Paul just laid out the whole season for us. I kind of like that. I like the idea of you know time passing. Because uh, between the last season and this season, it was the entire winter, right? So they had, uh, it was like eight months or something had passed. Right. Uh, so if we jump a year into the future, which I think is completely reasonable, uh, the uh, the prison could be completely fixed up, you know, and have it uh, have it all really nice with crops and uh, have it kind of an idyllic place. I think that's a fantastic idea. Well, when you have that many people there now, it's it's more of a community than just a small group of people trying to get by right yeah and if you can get a team working fixing fences planting food doing whatever else you need even just fixing the place up in general a little bit to make it more livable then you know that that might happen and there's a lot that they could scavenge from the uh, uh from woodbury like all the entire fence around around woodbury they could use to beef up their own defenses yeah uh, Wayne in the chat room just mentioned that Martinez did blow up the guard towers, which really hurts the ability to, to defend the place. Those right. guard towers are a massive advantage, and without them, um, you're stuck to the ground. So that's a, that's a really good point. But They uh, can fix those up. 
Well, well, I mean, they're not going to be true guard towers, but you could, you know, the, the structure is still there, right? They're just burned out, essentially. So you take out and you remove all the burned bits and you, you know, fortify it a little bit and there's a place to stand and maybe someplace where uh, Glenn and Maggie can have sex and uh, away they go. <laughs> we all know that's what those towers are for, yeah. really. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I also like the idea here that Paul said that the governor uh, uh, meets up with Randall's Randall's crew. That is interesting. You know, I'd forgotten all about them, kind of, but they're still out there in theory. So, uh, um, you know, that might be a whole new group of people for the governor to hook up with and, well, lead or take over. That's true. You know, and they might become the, the new group of thugs. All right. So if anyone else wants to call in, add the Talking Dead podcast on Skype, we will we will add you and uh, take some calls. If you got some thoughts on season three, the finale, if you liked it, you hated it, whatever, we'd uh, we would love to hear from you. So All right, we have a call here. Wonderful. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's me, Remy Core again. Hi, Remy. I just wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, freaking see how first of all I want to add to that comment that the uh, the last caller uh, said about the governor just driving away. I hope someone somewhere edits that video so you can just hear i'll get you next time catch it <laughs> next time that would be uh, awesome so bad just the way they leave that open-ended <laughs> that that <laughs> would be hilarious i really like <laughs> i did run into an animated gif on the internet somewhere where uh, somebody took uh, the one of the the shots from uh, welcome to roxbury yeah, I oh saw. Oh my that. God, really? Yeah, and they just they were bobbing their heads, and uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was really awesome. You should uh, should take take a look for that. It was pretty funny. I believe someone posted that on our Facebook page, so it's there too. It's oh, did them, they? It's them in a car oh, driving along. It's pretty funny stuff. I remember uh, sending. I think I sent the, you the animated GIF a link to it, but I don't. I didn't post it on the. I should post this stuff on the website or the uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, contribute once in a while. It would be <laughs> nice. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Remy, um, what else did you think about the the season finale or just season three in general? Do you think it lived up to what sort of you expected or, or something else? Uh, no, I think that uh, the two creative minds, the uh, you, you can definitely tell at the very end that there was uh, creative differences. And I think uh, um, the person who got fired or uh, left, um, Mazara, I think his name is. That's right. Yep. Um, I think that uh just the two clashes made the the ending just quite horrible and i think uh i think especially like i i'm not one of the people that actually gave uh, andrea a lot of hate but i think that they, they just completely wasted that character's potential especially if you've uh, read the comic books um i think if they should have killed her off and this is going to be a slight do you mind if i actually give a uh slight uh a, a comic book spoiler? Nope, just uh, as long as we, we warn people. And if it's not too okay. bad, then yeah. Warning, Give me like 20, 20 seconds. <laughs> I yeah. think they would have had a much bigger impact on Andrea's death if they would have killed her off just like they killed off Tyrese uh, in the comic book. I think the governor, I what I thought was going to happen, they were going to drag her, uh, uh, Andrea out right in front of the prison, uh, have that samurai sword out, and cut her head off right in front of the prison. And they would that would have had like a much bigger impact. You know what? I, I hadn't thought of that, but I, I totally agree with you now that, that you say it. I mean, and even when you think about Merle taking Michonne supposedly back to the governor, you know, he had mm -hmm. the sword. That would have been an awfully convenient way to deliver that sword back to the governor so he had oh, it in his possession. Oh, would have been great? You know? Oh, that would have been so great. And, and that would have been 
equally as shocking and horrific to see the governor mm-hmm. do as him shooting all of his own people. But it and it wouldn't have felt as sort of random, if you know what I mean, right? It, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, when he killed everyone, like I said, it was horrific, but it came out of nowhere for me. And and um, if they had maybe made the attack on the prison a little bit more uh, prominent and maybe gone, you know, what with the sort of what you've what you're saying here, bring bring Andrea and slice her head mm-hmm. off. I mean, that would have felt. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess because we've all read the comic, it would have felt a little bit more appropriate, but I don't know. It seems like it would have worked. I wonder if people who haven't read the comic would have sort of, uh, you know, appreciated that as well. I'm not sure. I mean, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people hating on Andrea and a lot of, I can't even really, uh, I can't, I mean, she's made a lot of bad decisions, uh, but that last episode where governor kills all of like the good majority of his people, it is such a character conflict for Martinez that Martinez in that episode compared to the one where uh, the episode um, uh, where him and Daryl are talking because Martinez is like, Hey, yeah, I lost my family. And he's actually has somewhat of a sympathetic moment. Like, Nope. In the last episode, he just watches everyone he knows and cares about get gunned down by the, by the governor. And he doesn't even blink an eye. He doesn't do anything. And it's just such a 180 for the for the character, like right there and then. Yeah, totally agree with you. Uh, they didn't go after that episode where him and Daryl kind of had their, you know, bonding moment a little bit. I thought mm-hmm. that was again setting something up, but it didn't go anywhere. We've never seen that again. I mean, maybe it'll pay off in season four, but that'll feel like an awfully long time. You know, that's very true. So. Uh, do I have one uh, time for one more question? Sure. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, uh, what are our, what are your thoughts on the uh, the current "if Daryl dies, we riot" mentality? <laughs> and do you, do you think uh, do you think like right now they're they're kind of catering to the audience now? Jason, I uh, I don't know if I completely categorize it as catering, but I think that they know that they'd be in trouble if they killed Daryl off. Um. Yeah. I. I love Daryl as much as as the next person, right? I think he's a fantastic character, and I think it's amazing what they've been able to do with a character who's new to the Walking Dead universe. But at the same time, you got to do what's best for the show and for the storytelling. And if that means killing Daryl off, and they do it in a in a in a way that's really compelling, I won't be too upset. Even though I do love the character, you know. Um, do you think the, that whole movement kind of started because of his sort of uh, following with the ladies after he did, uh, well, coming out of Boondock and all that stuff, you know, or or is that or is it everybody or is everybody who's a fan of The Walking Dead really on board with not killing Daryl? I don't know. It could be. Um, I mean, a lot of people didn't even really know what the Boondock Saints was. I mean, until now, Norman Reedus's name has never really been out there. Uh, especially on the on the on the way that The Walking Dead has done it. I mean, a few people obviously have seen the the Boondock Saints one and two, but he he's never been this big before. So it's all about The Walking Dead. I don't know why uh, they decided like why all of a sudden he's such a big name now. I mean, I he's he's still freaking one of the one of the Boondock Saints to me rather than uh, than Daryl. Don't yeah. get me wrong, uh, he he's had great character development on The Walking Dead, but I just hate that people would actually stop watching this great show just because of one char- one character possibly maybe getting kicked off. 
I agree with that. I mean, it's not, it's, you may not like it, but like I said, if they, if it, if it serves the story and it makes the show better, because it could possibly, then, you know, you're going to miss out if you watch, if you, if you stop watching just because your favorite character is killed. Yeah. I think they could Mm. do it in a way that would actually make the story more compelling. And might actually, uh, well, I don't think it would appease any of the people that would uh, that love Daryl so much, Norman Reedus so much that they'd stop watching. But if you made it, if you killed him in such a compelling way that they couldn't stop watching, that it might be worth it. Right. And I don't know how you do that, but there's there's a way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well. All right. I'll stop watching you guys' uh, time right now. Let you get back to some other people. No problem. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Thank for, you for calling. calling. No problem. Thank you for having me. All righty. So uh, if you want to call in the Talking Dead podcast on Skype, it hasn't been a problem yet this today. But um, if you do call in, you're going to have to turn down the live stream broadcast because there is a delay. So you can't listen to both. It's like calling in old radio. You can't have your radio on and be on the phone at the same time. All right, we have another caller. Let's take it. Come on. We got two calls. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your name? I'm Emily. Hi, Emily. Where are you calling from? Um, from Iowa. Very good. Welcome to the show. So, there's a lot of astronauts from Iowa, isn't there? <laughs> are there? I think so. I thought there was a lot of. I, anyway, I just got the impression that a lot of the uh, the U.S. astronauts were from Iowa, or maybe uh, I'm just thinking of Captain Kirk because he's maybe. from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. What, did you have a question? <laughs> um, yeah, I was wondering what you guys thought about. Uh, it seemed in the season finale there was a little bit of a, a thing going on between Rick and Michonne in that scene where she's thanking him for taking her in. Um, Yvette Brown said something about it on the Talking Dead after the show. And I was wondering what you guys thought about that because this is a mild uh, comic book spoiler, but um, Rick gets with a character for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was wondering if you guys thought they were going to do that with Michonne or possibly the new skinny, white, brown-haired girl, Karen, who is now at the prison to replace Lori. Well, um, I think if they do introduce a love interest for Rick, it's more likely to be Karen for some reason than Michonne. I, I don't know why I feel that way. Um, I'm not saying that why else would they introduce Karen as a character? Because she's had a few lines even before, you know, the finale. She's been around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, may- maybe it could be Michonne. They do seem to be be coming a little bit closer together, especially because Carl already has, it seems like, a decent relationship with Michonne, and he's the one that kind of made the call that she would join the group and be one of them. And so, she can keep tabs on him once in a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> keep keep an eye on him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think if they do that, it probably will be a long, slow, drawn out process. I don't know if we're ever gonna we're gonna come back in season four and all of a sudden, you know, there'll be a there'll be a couple there in the prison other than Glenn and Maggie. But uh, it could take a while. But you know, maybe maybe they'll go that route. I don't know. Jason? I'm not sure. I don't think that. Uh yeah, I think it's too soon. I, th- I think uh, time would have to pass. We'd have to go a year into the future, and maybe somebody uh, we might be able to accept that kind of thing. But uh, at, you know, if they come back at like if they start the next season the next day, that'd be way too soon. Yeah, you got to remember that it's only it hasn't been 
it's only been a matter of not even weeks since Lori died, yeah. right? In Showtime. So in, you know, you'd think in real life it would take a little longer than that. Now this is TV land, so who knows? But between seasons, they could jump a year ahead and things could be very, very different. I mean, Chandler Riggs is not getting any younger, so... It's very true. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. What do you think? Do you want to see some uh, some action between Carl and, and Michonne or another character? Um, not I Carl, uh, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to see Michonne and Carl. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't feel like Michonne and Rick would really... Michonne isn't that type of person, I don't feel, anymore. And uh, if something happened with Karen, I feel like it'd be really cliche, in a way. It would feel like they just brought her onto the show just for that reason, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that's yeah. what I mean about it taking a long time. Maybe if maybe if she is around for season four and she becomes a regular character, and then in five or six or somewhere beyond, you know, they might come together. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they'll do it immediately. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, thank you for calling, and thanks for your question. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. All right. Um, there are seven uh, astronauts from Iowa, <laughs> which is not the most. It's not a, a big number, and, and I was mistaken. Well, that still sounds like a good number. It is a good number. I don't know. Better than Maine. Maine only has one. <laughs> Maine. Well, Iowa must be bigger than Maine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to an email. Okay. Another call. Let's go to another call. All right. Another call. Hello. You're on the air. Oh, hello. Uh, thanks for... Um, I, I love being on the air right now. I'm nervous. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, What's your name and where are you from? Uh, Sebastian. I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Yes. I love Pennsylvania. Um, Do you? I've been there. It's been a long time, but I have been down to Pennsylvania. Anyways, what uh, what what's on your mind, Sebastian? Uh, well, I have one comment to make and then I have one question. Sure. Um, in your last podcast, you guys were mentioning the fact that... Um, in the beginning, Glenn was to Rick that he hasn't seen Carl this mad in forever. And you guys thought that was because Rick didn't let Carl stay and fight the, the um, governor group. But um, I kind of got more that um, Carl was mad at Rick because Rick actually thought about letting uh, the governor take Michonne. And that was the reason Carl was mad. That's probably a, a big part of it. Um, but didn't Carl come back and say, like, I should have been here, I should have been been helping you defend this place? Because Carl, you know, thinks he's, well, he is pretty handy for a 10-year-old or whatever with a weapon and so on, and he's not afraid to use it. Um, but I think it's probably uh, an accumulation of all these different things. He was mad at his dad for thinking about handing over Michonne, and then he was mad for being kind of relegated to the forest where he wouldn't really be of much use. Yeah. And he's of the age where uh, hormones are coursing through his body, so that uh, getting mad is probably a normal situation for a, a 12 or 13-year-old. True. Um, he feels like he's just not being used effectively, right? Yeah. So. I think primarily he was mad because he was uh, not allowed to stay and fight the governor's troop troops and uh, shoot in random directions so that nobody would get hurt. Because <laughs> if he was there, people would have died. Oh, yeah. I guess that was another way to uh, set up the um, where Carl shoots the... Carl shoots a boy or not. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important, actually, for the story. Carl killing... Um, Jimmy? T- Toby, Toby, I think. Jo- or- I thought it was Jody. Jo- in, the walking, in the walk in Talking Dead, they said his name was Jody. Okay, I'll go with Jody. They, <laughs> they, they, would, they would know, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I would, hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, I think it's important that he did that. I mean, Carl's 
killed before. Um, but this was a pretty cold-blooded murder. Um, there's a lot of debate of whether he should or shouldn't have done that uh, with the kid, you know, not dropping his weapon right away and so on. But um, it, at, if nothing else, it sets up a lot of stuff between Carl and his dad because his dad is, you know, coming out of that mentality a little bit and he's helping people now and he's saving people and Carl seems to be just on, uh, you know, ready to kill anything that moves. So we'll get more of it in season four, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. And I want one question. Sure. It's about a lot of characters have died in season three. I was wondering if you could bring one, if you could bring back one character from season three, but have to kill another character to bring that one back, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh man. That's a great question. Putting us on the spot. Um, Quick, can can quick. I uh, bring back Milton and kill Andrea twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would bring back Milton. I do like Milton as a character. And instead, I would kill... That is a really tough question. The governor? The governor would be an obvious <laughs> one. But I think it would have to be someone we'd like just for to make it a fair trade. Yeah. let's. I, I wouldn't want to see Glenn go down. I wouldn't want to see Maggie Herschel. go down. Herschel. I, I'd trade Herschel for, for Milton. I would too. Those are and those are the those are the similar characters too. So, yeah. uh, Carol, would you trade Carol? I don't think I'd trade Carol. No. <laughs> no. Uh, what about you? Would, who would you bring um, back? I'd probably bring back T Dog, and uh, oh yeah, I'd probably, probably kill off Carl. Huh? Ooh. That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think of T Dog, but. Uh, T-Dog didn't get his due, I don't think. No, he did def- definitely didn't. I, I actually wouldn't mind bringing him back. I still think I'd I'd choose Milton, but, um, you know, only if Milton would join our, our group of prison characters. Um, if Milton had survived and driven off into the sunset with the governor, I would have hated that even more, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. Because Milton was pulling away from the governor and finally, you know, growing, uh, getting some confidence and so on. And if he just sort of gone back with the governor i wouldn't have liked that but if he'd lived and joined our group then i think i would choose milton but great question yeah good question thank you thank you guys uh so much for having me and i just want to say that uh i love that rug in the background over there it's oh, down on the floor behind jason yes yes i, I love that rug thank you it's a nice, it's a nice rug <laughs> yes. all right thanks yes. for calling all yeah, right thank you bye uh, all right. Uh, here, I'm going to read an email quick about Carl. This comes from Brent in Arkansas. He said, Carl now has the kill or be killed mentality. What kind of spiral will this kid descend into during next season? Will he make decisions that lead to the death of the people he's trying to protect? Will it take something like the death of Judith? Uh, my guess is that it will be the result of a decision Carl makes to bring him out of the descent and closer to Rick. Hmm. So... Uh, you know, I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see lots of stuff with Carl next season. I noticed the second half of season three that Carl didn't play. I didn't feel like he played as big a part in it. He was obviously a big part of the episode with Morgan, right? Um, but then there was a couple where he wasn't even in it, or maybe. Well, there was a couple where nobody was in it. Like there, okay. you know, the entire uh, prison crew. I mean, I think Rick showed his face once at the end, but that was it. Uh, you're, you're right. To be fair, they none of them were in it, but uh, it felt like. Carl didn't do a whole lot until he killed, oh, what was his name again? Jody? Jody. Jody in the forest, and that's going to just lead into something next season. So, um, I don't know. We will see. All right, so somebody, we can take a call. Sure. And while we're waiting, I will read this email or from... the first part of it, anyway. 
if somebody calls. Sure. <laughs> this comes from uh, Jaina, I think, in Dallas. And this is about Andrea and her ability to pick up players with her feet. Oh, right. She says, I have an issue with everyone ta- talking shit about Andrea not being able to lift the pliers with her toes on the first try. After watching the scene a few times, it seems that the issue wasn't simply that she couldn't grip with her toes, but rather that due to the position of the pliers on the floor behind her and the fact that her arms were tied to a straight back chair, she struggled to maneuver her legs in such a way that would have allowed her to lift her legs up all the way to her waist while still gripping the pliers with her toes. I would challenge all of the men on the various podcasts that I listen to to first tie yourself to a chair for a few days, get the shit beat out of you, and then complete this task successfully. After that, please feel free to talk about how easy it should have been. <laughs> Challenge accepted. All right. Not, no, not even close. <laughs> You're not going to tie yourself to a chair for a few days? I'll come over and punch you a bunch and then throw uh, some pliers at your feet? I, I just don't have the time. That's the problem. Really, I can't spare the, I can't spare the couple of days. This is the problem. Yeah, that would be the problem. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Being tied to a chair, it might be a little more difficult to do that. All right, we have a call. Hello, That's you're on the. I can't, hello? Spare, I can't spare the couple. Oh, of days. can you turn down the uh, the uStream? If you can, there's the delay. Are you there? Hello. No, I guess not. Hello. Oh, hello. You're gonna have to listen to the Skype audio and not the uStream audio if you can do you that. There? Oh, sorry. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 You're on the air. What's uh, what's your name hello. and where are you from? Sarah from Indianapolis. Hi. Hi. I wanted to actually comment about the Andrea scene a little bit. Sure. Sure. I was a little let down that we didn't get to see a whole lot of the interrogation torture aspect of it. We had this huge setup where he was placing all the tools down very dramatically and they were watching him, but we never actually got to see him use anything. And, you know, I'm not... I don't want to see a whole lot of gore, but, you know, it was just a little bit of a letdown to say, oh, by the way, I'm done. And she didn't seem to have a whole lot done to her. That's the thing. I don't think he actually tortured her. I think he just tied her up for a few days and left her sitting there. Because she was beat up when uh, she first got to the chair. uh, Right? Yeah. And then she was just tied there for a while. Um, And then... And then the whole Milton thing happened, right? But I kind of agree with you. They Again, they set up something with those torture instruments and all the tools he had and then never really paid it off. We never saw him use them. And it seems like the whole reason that they put them there was so that Milton could drop some pliers later and uh, <laughs> yeah. she'd have a chance to escape. But um, I agree with you. It was a little bit of a lack of payoff for something that they appeared to be moving towards. And we also didn't get to see the chain be used either. Those double chains for around the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to see we didn't those get at, to all. See those at all. They didn't even seem to be there anymore. So uh, That was a different room, wasn't it? No, I think it it, all, it was supposed to be the same room, oh. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I mean, I don't want to go too hard on things here because there was still a lot about this episode and I liked. And the whole season, you know, was generally great. And I did like... A lot of the stuff in that room with Andrea between her and Milton and the dialogue and so on, even though it was a little bit um, a little bit wacky how she would sit there and talk instead of, you know, try her hardest to get out. But again, problem with payoff. They, they set them some things up and then didn't really go towards it. Now, is this a result of, do you think, uh, you know, some of these 
purported creative differences we have and the reason Mazzara is leaving the show. Yeah, could be. Could be the uh, the lack of content that they were citing for the for the leaving. Or just it felt like almost a lack of direction. They were doing things but didn't really know where it was going. So right. I don't know. Um, now, I did I did hear that they planned a separate ending and actually filmed a separate ending. I, I, I've heard this on either other podcasts or I think it was an interview on EW with Milton's with the actor who plays Milton. He said they filmed a separate ending and they didn't like it. So they had to go back in and film the one that was shown on the show. So this is the one they liked. This is the one they liked, yeah. And and I heard that too. Um, I don't remember all the details about it exactly, but um, I think it was, I don't think Milton was is in as bad shape the first one they shot. He was, he was injured, I think, but I don't think he was sort of quite as imminently about to turn into a zombie. Um, but uh, yeah, and you know, Maybe, I wonder, I'm just speculating here, but I wonder if they went back and reshot that totally without Glenn Mazzara. Like maybe he was done and they decided that they didn't like where it went or they didn't like what he had done with it and they decided to reshoot it without him. I don't know that, but you never know. Hmm. So, But I agree. I do like their interaction in that scene as well. Yeah, the dialogue itself was great. It's just the way it was kind of set up and staged, I had problems with it. So I agree. I agree. Cool. Thanks for calling in. Uh, sorry, I missed you. I think I missed your name at the beginning. Is it Sarah? Yes. Okay, great. Well, thank you for calling. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What do we got next here? Um, Ash on the internet writes in um, about the season finale. He says, I understand with the polarizing reaction the finale is getting, Mazara is getting the blame for writing this episode due to its resolution on certain characters and the prison showdown. However, I understand that Mazzara left due to, quote, creative differences with Kirkman. So a possibility could be that Mazzara wanted to kill off the governor in the showdown and possibly destroy the prison and maybe let Andrea live. It could be that he was forced to let the governor live due to the attention the character is getting uh, in this record-breaking season. So maybe Kirkman and others wanted to carry this success uh, on for the next uh, next season. Now, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know what happens after they leave the prison. Um, would you think doing this storyline for season four be as interesting as the one with the governor storyline? So what Ash is asking is, do we think that sort of what comes in the comic after they leave the prison would be as interesting as, who knows, what they're going to do with the governor still alive? Hard to say. I, it's hard to say. I think they're going to go in a different direction. I think it's going to be completely new next season. What, uh, whatever they're going to, whatever they're going to do. Yeah, totally. Um, there's some cool stuff that comes in the comic after they leave the prison. Absolutely. Uh, and there's lots of stuff. You know, there's still lots of comic content that they could potentially use even before they get anywhere near where the comic is today. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of stuff there that I would like to see at some point in the show. You know, that would be really, really cool. There's some, there's some other characters. There's some other locations. There's situations. There's lots of stuff that happens that I think would be really, really neat to see on the show. Then again, there's also all kinds of prison-related stuff and Woodbury-related stuff that, that was different or wasn't used that I think would be as fascinating to see on this TV show in season four as well. So it's kind of hard to say what I think I would like better. It all depends on how well they do it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I guess. All right, we're, we can take another call if someone wants to call in. If you want to, the Talking Dead podcast on Skype. 
give us a call. And uh, remember that you have to turn down the Ustream audio and just listen to the Skype audio because there's a huge delay. Uh, while we're waiting, uh, Chuck from Chesapeake sent this email, and he kind of sums up how I was feeling about looking ahead to season four. He says, this hiatus is going to feel much longer. Last year, we had the prison, Michonne, and the governor to look forward to. As fans of the comic, we knew where the story was heading, and it was chock full of awesome possibilities. Today, we have no idea how this story will play out. That's true. And for some people, that might be a good thing. You know? I think it's a good thing. I, I, like, I love the fact that I don't have any idea what's going to happen. You don't think you would rather have a little bit of a hint, though? Like, the end of season two was so perfect in that we saw the prison, and we saw this mysterious Michonne character. And you're like, everyone was like, oh, my God, who's that? Oh, my God, are they going to go to the prison? What are they going to do? How are they? Maybe everything will be fine, you know? Yeah. We don't have any of that this year, other than a bunch of people arriving at the prison and... Well, I think it's a, it's a matter of uh, ebb and flow, right? We, they gave us that already. So maybe now they give us something a little different, uh, and they go off the beaten path, and then eventually we come back to uh, some other uh, aspect of the comic book. Uh, but I think for the next season, they just go off in a completely different direction. Every season sort of uh, has elements of the comic book. Right, mm -hmm. so first season, second season was Herschel's farm. That was all in the comic. The third season is all at the prison. That was in the comic. Uh, now they can do whatever they want, right? So I think we're going to depart uh, drastically from uh, from the comic book. They they they'll probably bring it back around, but I think uh, I think for the next season we're going to be in wholly new territory. Yeah, they are, but. I don't know. I like a hint. I want a hint of something that's to come. And right now, all we have is speculation or whatever you can come up with on your own. You know, I think a, I think a, a hint of something would be a little bit more fun. Um, but, you know, what can you do? Yep. It's not like we're not going to watch. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we will still be here. Uh, all right. We have a call. Awesome. Let's do it. Hello. Oh, hello. Is this Talking Dead? Uh, it, it's, it is the Talking Dead. It sure is. What's your name? Uh, this is Mike from Colorado. How's it going? Hi, Mike. Good. What's on um, your mind? I had one theory about Andrea, and um, I, I just read an article that I guess Lori Holden was getting death threats over her character. And I think I read that, you know, Sarah Wayne Callies was getting upset that people would come up to her in stores yelling at her for playing Lori. Do you think maybe Lori Holden wanted out of the show after getting these death threats? I'd heard the same thing. Uh, a lot of people really didn't separate her from her character. And uh, I think she talked about that on AMC's Talking Dead show, too, and in various interviews. And I kind of feel like people need to relax a little bit and, and, and remember that this is just a TV show. If they were really sending her death threats, that's not very nice. Well, first of all, well, a number of things. One is, uh, I think this is a general problem in uh, in the public's mind, you know, the inability to separate character from uh, actor or actress. Uh, so first off, uh, actors are not their characters. They play a character. And right. second of all, uh, giving, uh, you know, sending her a death threat saying you're not... Your, your character's doing bad things, and I think you should die. It's not her fault. She's not writing the story. They don't make it up as they go along. So, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that people would go... Like, I guess I was watching the Comic-Con footage from before season three, and um, Sarah Wayne Callies was saying the same thing, how people would come up to her, you know, like just like yelling at her in front of, in like front of her kids at a store because of what Laurie did with Shane and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't condone that activity no. in any sort yeah, of way. Yeah, I was just wondering if maybe, because I think maybe Sarah Wayne Callies probably wandered out because of that, and maybe Lori Holden for the same reason. That, could, that very well really could sure, be. But. I wonder, yeah, and it's too bad that, you know, we might have... It's too bad that they might have felt that way if, if that's sort of what was going on. Um, but I almost wouldn't blame them in some ways, you know. I mean, these people are actors. They live in the public spotlight, and they've, you know, most af- actors, I think, have experienced something like this. Maybe not to this degree of death threats or whatever, but, you know, people aren't afraid to let to say what they think, right, as fans of a show that they love. And if that means that they don't like something and they and they make that, you know, they make themselves heard— you know, actors, I'm sure, experience that all the time. But if it got to a level where they wanted to leave the show, that's really too bad. It, it really would be too bad it's if really, that was the reason. It's really too bad. Now, who knows if, if that is the case? Um, but I sort of hope that it's not. I think with um, Lori, uh, Sarah Wayne Callie's character, you know, the way she was written out of the show and the way she left was fine. Andrea... I don't feel quite as much, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe that had something to do with it. I felt like right. for the season three finale, they kind of felt like somebody's got to die here, so maybe it should be Andrea. Yeah, that's true. You know? Anyways, yeah, thanks thanks for your call. That's an interesting, right. interesting yep. point. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. Um, yeah, if, I don't know, man. If somebody's, if somebody's leaving the show because the fans are just too hard on them, I mean, part of me thinks you know, just deal with it. Fans are fans. Like they're, you're going to have crazy people, but it's still not cool. No, it's not cool, but I don't think it's abnormal either in that I think that this happens to a lot of actors a a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's part of the job, right? It's part of the job to, you know, live in public, but there's no excuse for death threats if indeed they were happening. Anywhere, ever. Of course not. For anything. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone wants to give us a call, the Talking Dead podcast on Skype, we will add you. Give us a call. Let us know what you thought of the finale. Uh, I'm going to read this email from Tim in Ohio on Carl shooting Jody. Jody. I don't know why I can't I'm, remember I'm going to look that up. On Carl shooting Jody, he says, Tim says, am I the only one that doesn't have a problem with Carl shooting the boy? Uh, they told him repeatedly to drop his gun. The boy did not drop his gun. Instead, he did that thing where he tried to hand it to him. Carl couldn't take the risk. I think he made the right call. Do you think there's uh, any right call making here? I Well, all I can do is uh, think of what I would have done in that situation. And the, the advantage I have is that I'm, a, I'm an adult. And I've been, and I've seen a lot of these this kind of situation on TV, whereas Carl probably hasn't. I'm glad you didn't say I've seen a lot of this in real life. I've had a lot of guns pointed at me. I've or... only had uh, a few pointed at me, and they were by the police. It's not my fault. Anyway, I won't get into that story, but different story. Uh, different story. Uh, I personally, I think I would have. I'd like to think that I would have given him another another warning. Put it down, or I'm going to shoot you. Right. Like just put no. Don't hand it to me. Put it down. I don't want the gun. I'll pick it up myself if I do. Just drop it on the ground yeah. and lie down or something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he wasn't putting it down, and it very well could have been a uh, a ruse. Like, you see that all the time in Westerns. Just, like, mm-hmm. drop your weapons, and they just kind of spin their pistols around so they're holding onto them by the fingers in the inside the, uh, the trigger guard, and then they flip them back up and shoot, right? Like, right. that kind of thing is, you know, obvious because they put it in every Western. But... Uh, 
so it, it very well could have been a uh, I'm holding on to this and I'm going to uh, shoot you with it. Crystal in the chat room says, well, Jody was eyeballing everyone too much rather than just dropping the gun. I'd have done the same thing. And then right. it's true. He didn't really put his gun down. He wasn't following orders. And that's what you need to do when a gun is pointed at you. Yeah. And it's a very tense situation in a, in, in a, an apocalypse. So anyway, <laughs> we have a call. All right, let's do it. All right. Hello. Hi there. Uh, hi, what's your name and where are you from? Um, my name is uh, Jason. I'm from uh, Washington, D.C. Nice. Hey, Jason. Does anyone here think that Jason here with me doing the podcast has the funniest hello? <laughs> is that funny? Is it, is it a little too uh, a little too friendly? Oh, no. There's nothing wrong with being hello. friendly. I think it's just, uh, it's just hilarious. Anyways, Jason, on the phone, what can we do for you? <laughs> Um, I guess I was wondering, I had kind of a comment question. It, my, my impression is that generally um, the, the response to the season finale is leaning negative. And um, I wonder if you think that that type of reaction gets back to Kirkman and if you think that he'll try to make some adjustment next season. My impression is that in reading the comic and the hacker letters and kind of what I've read about the dispute with Glenn Mazar is that he's a fairly strong-willed person. And so, I mean, if he has a vision, he's going to carry it out and maybe he won't respond to what the fan base uh, is feeling. I don't know if you guys had, had any thoughts about that. Well, I'll say in regards to the comic, I'm completely caught up. I've read the, all every issue. And um, I think to me it's clear in the comic, he's the number one guy. He doesn't care what anyone says. He's the writer. He's going to tell exactly the story that he wants. Some stuff happens in the comic that sometimes I almost can't even believe. And there's, there's, you know, if you read the letters in the back, there's always some backlash. But he's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and that's it, you know? With the show, it's a different scenario because he has to collaborate with a lot more people. Uh, or, you know, it's not going to be a success if he just tries to say it's my way or the highway. Now, we've had two showrunners leave, so maybe he has a little bit of that attitude. I don't know. They've chosen the highway. They, they seem to have, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think the, I think it would be smart of him to at least listen to the talk that's out there, you know, not necessarily make any major sweeping changes to try and appease people because that's going to piss off just as many other people, right? You know, for everyone that hated the finale, I'm sure there's someone that loved it. So we want to hear from those people. Yeah, we haven't heard from a lot of them. <laughs> I imagine there's somebody out there. There's got to be somebody out there. Yeah. Um, so I do hope he's listening. I do hope he sort of thinks about it a lot. Um, but don't, you know, flip-flop too much. Because if every season of this show was a total total reversal of what we've had, it wouldn't have any continuity or flow, or yeah. and it would just be weird. I think that, uh, I think that Kirkman does uh, get the feedback, but I also think that he knows exactly uh, how crappy it is before it ever gets on the air. Like, mm. I think they knew that. Like, they got rid of the showrunner because they knew that the se this, this season was uh, going downhill. And they knew that right. long before anything was broadcast. Uh, whether he'll respond to that, I think he wants to make the show the best it could possibly be, regardless of the feedback. So I'm not sure that the feedback will directly feed into that, but I think that uh, uh, he will 
take into account the uh, the quality of the second half of this season and uh, try and make the next season better. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's a good point. Like, he's not alone doing this TV show, right? He's working with other people that are very experienced TV, woo, TV people. And, um, you know, the I've always sort of said that the smart person defers to he who is smarter. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe more, I've said that more eloquently. But um, <laughs> it, it, the, the most important thing you can remember when you're doing anything is there's probably someone out there who knows more than you or who is better at it than you and you should learn from them or defer knowledge to them rather than try and uh you know try and just do it yourself or 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 whatever you know what i mean yep. and yeah. and kirkman needs to make sure he has that mentality going in if this is his baby i understand but you're making a tv show here and there's a lot of people involved not just actors and crew writers producers everybody behind the scenes and most of them have been doing it for a lot longer than he has so yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you guys view next season as kind of an important stepping stone in the longevity of the series, or do you think that it's the expectations for next seasons are about the same as you expected kind of going into this season? Well, um, good question. I mean, I, I was thinking the other day about how long The Walking Dead could or should go. And, you know, when they were starting way back in season one, Kirkman was making jokes about, I want to see 30 years of this thing. And, yeah. you know, we sort of said, wouldn't that be great? But, I mean, 30 <laughs> years of a terrible show would be the worst thing ever. Um, with the ratings they have, I don't see it slowing down anytime right. soon. Uh, but I do think they're at a point where, I, I don't know, I, I want to say they either have to decide to to really go sort of in one direction on their own or mm-hmm. sort of stick with trying to incorporate comic book stuff in it or going along comic book storylines. Right. And, uh, you know, they've had pretty good success so far doing both, but at some point maybe they have to branch out a little bit. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the question and uh, love the podcast. Thanks, guys. Right Thanks. on. Thank you. Thanks. All righty. Um, if we don't have another call coming in, I have another email here. Sure. I think we'll probably go another, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, folks. So if you want to uh, get a call in, that would be fantastic. The Talking Dead podcast on Skype. Um, this call is about The Walking Dead Survival Instinct, the game. Oh, yeah. This, uh, this email, sorry. Uh, Luke from the UK writes, I do like The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. Really? I <laughs> I know that's Sorry, so, I, I didn't mean to sound so surprised. <laughs> that's so hard for you to believe. He says, I know, surprise, right? I am currently playing the game for the second time. I enjoy the game because it has zombies in it. I am yet to find a game where killing zombies is satisfying until now. Survival Instinct is fun to kill zombies stealthily or not. The graphics, story, and AI is a letdown. I don't disagree with that. But the gameplay is fun for me. And if you start again, you get the option to get the crossbow at the beginning of the story, which I love. Ah, so <laughs> did you haven't played it anymore? I take it. No, I, no, I've been playing uh, seeing, Bioshock Infinite. Seeing as you hated the game, and I haven't had a chance yet, but I still will do that as soon as I can get a, uh, my hands on a copy of it. But you see, there are people out there that enjoyed it. That's good. I'm glad that uh, people do enjoy it. Um. So, uh, and we we wanted anyone who had fun with the game to write in so uh luke in the uk obliged us yeah now we just need people that enjoyed the season finale and uh i would like to hear from them 
Yeah, that's right. There's a, like I said, there's got to be somebody out there. So, um, all right, let's do one more from Kyle in Australia. This is on the ending of uh, season three. He says, hey, guys, I'm not going to be awake for the live show, so I'm sending this email. I was a little let down with the season finale. Um, the very end of the episode, I know it uh, it wasn't, but it feels like an ending more than a season finale, just because the way it was filmed with the music and the sunrise and them saving the group of people and giving them a safe home. He was trying to say this felt like more of the end, like the end of this whole show rather than the season. Yeah. Call? Yeah, we have a call. All right. Hello. Is that better? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello. Hello. Can you turn down the your, Hi, uh, U stream? If you turn down the live stream, the U stream, everything should be fine. Just listen to the Skype audio. Okay, done. All right. Perfect. So what's your name and where are you calling from? My name's Michelle. I'm calling from Melbourne in Australia. Wow, Australia. Wow. That's what time is it there? It's got to be like six a.m. or something. Ten past eight in the morning. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> well, no, I fairly realized. Tomorrow, it's tomorrow there, right? Yes. That's right. Hey, who who wins the hockey game tonight? Since you're in the future. <laughs> oh, time travel. Yeah, time joke. travel joke. <laughs> um, you're. I think you're probably the farthest away caller from us. So thank you for holding that honor. No worries. And uh, and what's on your mind? Um, I didn't mind the season finale. Hey, great! <laughs> what? I um, I didn't mind so much that the fight didn't turn into a big all-out war. Um, I think what actually happened was the group in the prison had a strategy, and they had a strategy to get all those Woodbury people who couldn't fight very well into the prison, scare them get them out without killing all those innocent people and get them to do a runner, and it worked. Yeah, Jason, you were saying, too, that their goal was more to scare them rather than kill them. Well, that's what I was thinking. Just to, I don't know if that was their goal, but it, it, I was just thinking it must have been because they were horrible shots if that wasn't their goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that occurred to me is, um, so we had the governor assault the prison a few episodes earlier, where he, he just shot the place up and uh, let the zombies in, right? And then we had the season finale sort of attack on the prison. I feel like if they just combined them into one attack, it would have been a little bit more satisfying for me. Um, but they spread it out into two. Or even if they flip-flopped them and had the, the season finale attack happen first, nobody really dies, and they retreat, and then they come back with a different tactic, which is let the zombies in and... I don't know, something like that. If they'd flip-flop them, it almost feels like it would have been slightly more satisfying to me. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, I've heard a lot of comments about how this season felt a little bit stretched to get to 16 episodes, and mm -hmm. I think that's probably an example of that. Yeah, you're right, probably. Yeah. Although I wasn't, I had no problem at all with episodes like Clear with um, uh, Morgan coming back. You know? James, yeah. Some people felt like that was a little bit of filler, but I thought it was a really, really, really great episode. And then the next one where the governor and and Rick were having their little summit, um, again, other people thought that was really stretched out, but it was probably my favorite episode of the season. So, um, Yeah, I think, I think overall season three was fantastic. It absolutely rocked it. And um, in the finale, particularly, I, 
um, loved Milton's death and that scene with Andrea. I found it really tense. And I agree with Emily that um, Andrea had been sitting there for at least 24 hours. Her feet would have been numb. And um, so I don't blame her for not being able to get the pliers first go. <laughs> you know what? There's The more you think about that, the more difficult it would be sitting there for that long. You know, you haven't moved. Your muscles are all sore from just lack of use, probably. And, uh, you know, lifting pliers up with your toes. I don't think it would have been as easy. Right, as, so as... I'll concede this point that uh, after sitting there for a couple of days and being cramped and tired, that picking up pliers would be it would be difficult. The only experience I have is uh, <laughs> my brother's monkey toes being able to pick up anything at any time and basically <laughs> manipulate objects with his uh, almost opposable big toe. <laughs> Did, does he make a living with his his uh, prehensile feet in any way? Because no, he should. He, he's just a, uh, a skilled amateur. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for calling from Australia and uh, and liking the season finale. I'm I'm certainly glad somebody did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> thanks for the podcast. Uh, hey, no problem. Our thanks. pleasure. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right. So. I have no more emails to read. We do have a lot of feedback that you know is in has come in since the last podcast. And uh, next week we are going to do another regular show, not live show, but we'll do another regular show with Walking Dead news and um, uh, listener feedback and so on. So there's still lots of, of good stuff to get to there. But if anyone else wants to call in before we wrap up here, we'll do one more and uh, and then call it a day. I went offline there for a second because I thought we were just going to wrap up, but uh, I'll, I'll, I just came back online. We'll take one more call. There it is. There it is. All right. Uh, Ask and you shall receive. Hello? Hello? Hi, who's this? Uh, hi, this is Liam from Perth, Western Australia, again. Another oh, Australian. That's awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Are you in the same time zone as the last caller? Uh, not six in the morning. <laughs> oh. oh, so you're 12 hours different. That's early. Jeez. Have you been listening to the whole show? You got up at five? Um, yeah, but I woke up around five and couldn't get sleep, went on Twitter and saw you guys were streaming, so I thought I'd come and watch. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. I, 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 We really appreciate it. We tried to pick a time here that was not totally unreasonable for most of the world. Obviously, some people are asleep right now, but uh, it's amazing that you're up and you're you're calling us, so... What's on your mind? Like, I'm thinking, um, so the season ended with Brick bringing back this entire Woodbury city, which is around 20 more people. I'm thinking they really can't support that many roles in the show, can they? I'm thinking the governor's going to just drop an atom bomb somewhere in the prison and just hope to kill as many as possible at the start of the season. Well, here's my theory on all these people that he brought back. Did you ever watch Lost? Uh, no. Okay, so on, on Lost... Um, Everyone crashed on this island. There were a whole bunch of people, but the show really only focused on the core five or six. Um, well, when you say core five or six, you mean the core 10 or 12. Okay, fine. 10 so, or 12. Yeah, Lost had two <laughs> things. One, they had a lot of extras that were on this island. They kept adding more uh, as the this, this, seasons went on. And the core group of characters, it was an ensemble show, and they kept adding more. Uh-huh. So they, uh, you can, like Lost, to, in my mind, proves that you can support a large ensemble cast. My point is, though... Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Generally, on Lost, there was a lot of background people just walking around, 
carrying logs, lighting fires, you know, digging holes, doing nothing. Right. And I think that's what we're going to get on The Walking Dead for a short time. We're going to still focus on Rick, Glenn, Maggie, Herschel, all the core characters, and but we're going to have a whole bunch of like bed making people in the background that are going to be sweeping be, the floors, they'll making be in the beds. fields, they'll be planting crops, uh, you right. know, weeding and that kind of stuff. And then at some point, they'll all be killed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> the governor might just have another innocent person massacred. Like the absolutely. one on the side of the road. Yeah, absolutely. He'll show up and be like, I forgot to kill all you guys last time, so I'm going to do it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, right off the top of the show, you know, we read an email from Paul in Australia, and uh, he did some predicting, and one of the, his predictions was the governor's going to go and pick hook up with um, Randall and his crew, was yep. his name Randall, yep. and then come back. <laughs> And end up attacking the prison, and all those people that they brought from Woodbury will be the, you know, the uh, people who don't survive that attack. So who knows what'll happen? But I think for now, that big group will just be kind of in the background, sweeping floors, making beds, growing crops, doing whatever, and then they'll be killed off at some point. I'm uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, uh, Road Warrior. If, uh, you go, always go, go with and Road watch Warrior. Road Warrior. I think that's exactly what's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to come back with a group of people, all with, uh, uh, you know, tricked out vehicles with like spikes and stuff on them, and there's going to be a big road chase. <laughs> I'm still betting my money on him finding an atom bomb somewhere. All right, I think that's going to happen. Atom, bo- atom bomb. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the last episode ever. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Camera crew will be wiped out in the filming. There you go. <laughs> right. Oh, they're going to use a real <laughs> one. That's none of this CGI me, stuff. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling and try to get some sleep, eh? Okay. <laughs> See you soon. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> All right. Cool. That, I think, will do it. That was a good last call. Two, from, two from Australia. That's yeah. amazing. That's Five amazing. I know. What's going on? I. Anyways. Um, so this was a ton of fun again. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why we don't do this all the time, but... Uh, Maybe we should. You know, episode number 100 was live. Now 111 is live. So at this rate, 122 will be live. 200. That's it. <laughs> Good Lord. I can't even imagine 200 yet. We'll get there, though. Or maybe they all have to be ones and zeros, which puts us at 1,000. Uh, well, let's not promise it that. It depends on the uh, which uh, series you want to you know, lock into. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, we'll do another one for sure. It's it's fun to hear from people. Like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just a change, right? And it's awesome. So um, we're going to wrap up, but uh, what I want to do before we go is just remind people about the contest. So we announced that here on the program, it's a short story contest. Quickly, 1,000 words or less. You've got to submit entries to TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to continually remind people on our Facebook page and on Twitter and so on. And there will be a page up at uh, our website with all these details on the contest. So in case you forget something, you can go there to find it. And I have a question. Go for it. Uh, so they have to send it by email, right? Yes, I want emails sent in. Um, uh, well, how else are they going to do it? No, I know. I'm just. Uh, my question is: uh, do, do they have to be typed, or can they scan in? Uh, you know, cursive script and. No, no, no. If you want to write it out and scan it and make it a PDF and send that to me, that's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering. All right. That's if that's uh, <laughs> that's what you want to do. Then English. So be it. We're only accepting English. Uh, good point, actually. We <laughs> only speak English, so I'm afraid English only, yes. Yeah, okay. Unless, you know, if we have to run it through a translator, it probably won't 
get translated well because it, it'll be in some kind of automated computer type translator. Exactly. Good point, though. English only. Okay. <laughs> um, so get those in. You got all summer to do it. You've got many months. The deadline will be the Sunday, the week before the season four premiere at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time, right where we are. And um, then the winner will be announced on our podcast for the first episode of season four, which will be the Monday right after it. So uh, I hope we get lots of entries. It'll be cool. Yeah. It'll be really it'll be fun. a lot of fun to read these. Um, so we will have a regular podcast next week on, I think that's April 15th. Not Monday. Uh, not this Monday. Uh, no, not, not, the not two days from now, but right. the week after okay, that. So the 15th. Yep. 15th. Um, we'll probably have some news and some more listener feedback then. So by all means, keep sending stuff in. And uh, after that, we're doing our annual season finale crossover with Jason and Karen over on the Walking Dead cast. We've done this for three years, two years in a row now, and this will be our third, where we do sort of our top 10 highlights from the season that just ended. Half of it will be on their show and half of, of it will be on ours. That's cool. So that will be, be fun. fun. That's always fun. Yeah, that'll be May 2nd or 3rd, um, uh, but it'll be out on the feed then, so you can do that. That is tons of fun. And then after that, we'll get into our sort of hiatus schedule where we do actor spotlights and report the news and so on. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll do spotlights on Dallas Roberts, even though he's no longer with us. Denai Guerrera, uh, the guy who played Martinez, Jose Pablo Cantillo, Chad L. Coleman, who played Tyrese, and maybe some others. So, And I'm sure they'll announce casting changes uh, throughout the summer. Actually, there has been one already, but I'll save that for, for next week. Well, yeah, I just, I'm thinking actor spotlights. We could always pick on the people that are new. Totally. we did that last year. Well, <laughs> we could do that this year. Pick on the people. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so that's what we'll do. And over the summer, we mostly go to bi-weekly, but we'll just see how it, how it plays out. So yeah, thanks so much, everyone who called in and everyone who is in the chat room participating and, you know, is listening right now. This will be released as a regular download in the next day. I might not do it tonight, but probably tomorrow. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was really, really awesome. Quickly, you can call our regular voicemail line, 1-866-483-ZOMB. That's 9662 if you want to send some feedback or comments or you didn't have a chance to call in today. We are on Twitter at Talking Dead or Facebook.com slash TheTalkingDead. Finally, you can get us on email at TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. For The Talking Dead, my name is Chris. Uh, my name is Jason. Thanks for listening and calling. Hello. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time.